to sit with my dad in the garage The sawdust, that pine saw in the moss Around every spring, when the winter thaw We huddle around the radio, twist the broken knob 7.10 a.m., no KJR Daily house's voice would echo throughout the yard Couldn't have been older than 10 But to me and my friends, the voice on the other end Might as well have been God's 1995, the Division Series Eggers at the back, bottom of the 11th Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Swinging Bunt Podcast Today we're going to be giving our power rankings to you guys of uh, week three of the MLB season. We are also going to talk about several new topics that have transpired here in the past few days and throughout this early season. And uh, we have a special member added onto our team, special in many ways. Toby Altizer, go ahead and say hello. What's up? He is the fourth member of our team. He wasn't able to join us on the first two episodes, but he will be in and out as he is available. Um, again, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at the Bunt Podcast, one word, at Bunt Podcast, on Instagram at the Swinging Bunt. You can find us either of those places um, and uh, give a, any of us individual hosts a follow, and we'll try to keep you guys updated on what happens with our show. Thank you so much for everyone that's listened so far. Been pleasantly surprised by the number of downloads we've had. So just uh, let tell your friends about us, and we will hope to have a good show. So, James, without any further ado, let's get the show started. First, we're going to start off with the Mariners, uh, their record start, um, how good they've been playing. No one's expected them to do good. They traded away all their players. And so I guess we'll start with Jack. Jack, what do you think about the Mariners' record start? Um, well, it's not just their record start. It's that 18 straight games on home run to start a season. It's pretty impressive. As a team, their slash line is 284, 355, 537. Can you explain um, that to our not super baseball savvy fans. Yes. So um, I'm going to leave off slugging percentage just because that's a little bit longer. But the first two, 284 batting average. So um, how often you get a hit per at bat. And then 355, the middle number is on base percentage. So that is your hits plus your walks. Um, by comparison, I just thought I'd throw this in there for Jake. Uh, as I was looking at this list, I was like, hmm, I wonder where the Indians are at. The Indians slash line right now. Hmm. 185, 276, 306. <laughs> Their slugging that, percentage is, is lower with... than the Mariners' on-base percentage. And They're that, hitting like a backup catcher. It's so bad. And that is with Carlos Santana hitting like 400. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, granted, Lindor is injured. Uh, we just got Carlos Gonzalez brought up today, and he got uh, a hit, which is nice, something we don't see a lot of. But, I mean, we had four base runners yesterday against the Royals. And you want to know who was pitching against us yesterday? Homer Bailey. Oh, Homer Bailey. He allowed four base runners in the entire game. I think he threw seven or eight innings and uh, shut us out. So, I mean, when you're when you're getting shut out by Homer Bailey, you know you know it's bad. I mean, his first name is Homer, and he's a pitcher. So that is bad. <laughs> Uh, He's a baller. <laughs> he used to be. He used to be. So a couple things I noticed about the Mariners start. So they have 38 home runs in 18 straight game or in a in an 18-game period. Um, the Indians, Giants, Rockies, and Tigers all have 10 or fewer home runs as a team. Jay Bruce and Daniel Vogelbach, they play for the Mariners, if you don't know, which a lot of people might not have never, ever even heard those names before. Jay Bruce is like 53 years old, I think. And Vogelbach has barely ever even talked of. They have seven and six home runs, respectively, on the team. 
The Tigers have a total of six. The Mariners lineup consists of names like this, okay? Jay Bruce, Vogelbach, Edwin Encarnacion, Domingo Santana, Mitch Hanniger, Tim Beckham, and D Gordon, and they're hitting 38 home runs. I mean, so they're doing... that's like the all-star team from like 17 years ago as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you look at Domingo Santana, he actually gets to play every day now, as opposed to not being like a utility player or a um, platoon guy. And so I think he had this potential with the Brewers, but he didn't get to live it out because he was kind of that guy that batted low in the order. He didn't know if he was going to actually get some productivity. And look what he's got this year. He's already got 23 RBIs and four homers, and he's hitting 333 on base percentage over 400. I mean, the guy had the ability. He just wasn't able to play as much for the Brewers. You get him in the lineup now, and he's kind of set because who is going to take his spot other than there is no one to take his spot, really. So he's kind of in the everyday lineup, and he's got that confidence behind him, and he's playing really well. I mean, 23 RBIs through 18 games is very impressive, but one thing to remember with all of this, it's 18 games. So and there's a long season. We're 10th way through the season so far. I don't think he'll be hitting 230 RBIs on the year. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they got – I think they got – it looks like if I did my calculations right, they already got eight guys double-digit RBIs. Well, eight guys and their run differential is plus 35 so they're obviously they've scored 126 runs in 18 games and they're probably not going to keep that production up with like the names we were given out in the lineup but to start that hot you know you've they've shown that they have if there's eight guys already in double digits they got some run producers so you know if you only have four of those guys three of those guys hitting well at time that's still enough to win you some baseball so they could be a sneaky team to get into the playoffs maybe make a little noise this year uh, yeah. and then their pitching's been pretty middle of the pack so far yeah. so we'll see where that takes them it, I mean, like toby said that's not going to be sustainable what they're doing so far but I just, there's a good potential that they're going to uh, they they could make the postseason this year uh, i think that just they looking could, at that roster they could be like the a's of last year kind of where they don't have any of like those studs, but they're pretty well built. You know, not a team with a lot of holes, but not a team with a lot of like superstars, um, which can make the playoffs. Especially in a year like this, where a lot of the guys that we thought were going to be studs are underperforming, and especially in the American League. Um, but yeah, I don't see this being very sustainable. I mean, of course, not going to hit a home run in every game this year, but I just I don't expect them to make the playoffs just because I think there are too many teams ahead of them, even in their own division. They yeah. are better, so. Um, but I mean, they could. They 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 could. All right. So, okay. sh- shall we move on to the? Uh... That's okay. I didn't want to say anything. That's go ahead, James. Fine. Go ahead. No, that's okay. It's fine. What's up, James? All right. I actually compared them to the New York Mets of last year. New York Mets started eleven and two, but they had better pitching. I mean, they weren't hitting as well, but they they balanced out with the pitching. And look what happened to the Mets last year. They didn't even make the playoffs. They weren't even really close to making the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to be that. I think they're going to be right up there at the end, but. Just going to throw that out there. That was the only thing I wanted to say was that they're just like the New York Mets. So, Yeah, but the Mets last year couldn't hit at all. This team at least has some pitching. Yeah, and offense, to me, I know people say, like, pitching, you can never have enough pitching. But especially lately with the way the balls are now being made, offense is probably, to me, the most important part of the game. Because as we can see in the playoffs, once you get there, I mean, you see the the last two World Series with the Dodgers and the Astros and the Red Sox and the Dodgers. I mean, the offenses are just going nuts in the playoffs these days. And you have to have those stars that can hit home runs in the most tense moments to make it anywhere in the playoffs. So that's why I think teams that 
are too <clears throat> pitching oriented, sometimes you're going to struggle nowadays. Yeah, that topic hits close to home since I'm a Nationals fan. Yeah, <laughs> we never hit in the postseason. <laughs> we we can, we can lose a game two to one. We can't beat anybody because we can't hit. Yeah. Uh, now we lost Bryce Harper, so I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a possibility. Cause I don't you know if you lost you, him. <laughs> well, if we, more can, so if we can take him, yeah, well, that's more realistic. But I mean, a team like Seattle, like you're saying, if they can find a way to get in the back door, maybe in the playoffs, they're a team that maybe could make some noise because they're starting pitching and go out there and their pitching could just go out there, maybe give up four or five runs, which even your middle of the pack guys can do that. And your, your offense can go out and score six, seven runs. That's definitely easy to win some games with that. On that note, talking about stinking. Chris Davis has been a high note. Awful. Yeah, he's been a, a topic of discussion of late. So, quick stat for anyone who's been living under a rock. Chris Davis is still owed $92 millions by the Baltimore Orioles. $92 million by the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, he last year had what a lot of experts call the statistically worst season a player has ever had. And right now, he, or until yesterday, so which would have been Saturday, April 13th, he had gone 56 straight at-bats without getting a hit, um, which is a major league record. So, finally, on Saturday, he did get a hit. So, you guys got any... uh... Well, okay, so on this, if you go 2 for 56, you're not on the news. You suck, but you're not on the news. If you go 0 for 56, you're in the news. So, good for Chris Davis getting in the news. (laughs) He did something that no one else has done before. Very great accomplishment. That's true. At least the Orioles are able to defer a lot of it. Because I was looking at his contract, they they've deferred forty three million of it through for twenty twenty three to twenty thirty seven. So they're basically going to pay him like three point five million for fifteen years Bobby after Pena. his contract is Yeah, done. it's just like that. By the new. Yeah, he played for the Mets, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. They're, they're still paying him every year. What's his name? <laughs> Bobby Vanilla. Bobby Vanilla. Yeah, Vanilla. Whatever. It's not <laughs> so, like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I don't want to make fun of you. I will say that the, I mean, he stinks horribly, Chris Davis. But a, that's good for the Orioles. I mean, because they could just rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. It's just but sad. I, and all, and the other positive is that he did get the base hit when bases were loaded. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, Saturday he went three for five with two doubles and four RBI. So I mean, maybe he'll start playing better now. Eh, he went zero for four today with two strikeouts. So. And uh, he's taking a hit every day. Come on now, he is going. Face yeah, it out. He is starting another streak. Guarantee it. And possibly even more astounding is the fact that nobody on the Marlins has more RBIs than he does so far this season. <laughs> he has he has five RBI right because he had a couple sack flies or something or yeah best uh yeah most RBIs on. The Marlins right now is like five, something crazy like that. That's great. That's just sad when you're more RBI than the guy who got his first hit on Saturday. Good grief. Yeah, it's rough. And I, I, I like him as like a player. I lived in Texas while he played there, and I went to a lot of games. And he was always fun to watch. Like everyone was like, oh, Crush Davis is up. And you never knew if the guy was going to strike out or hit a home run. But it's about 50-50 chance. But nowadays, oh, like, oh, it's bad. It's we forget too. <laughs> you can easily forget that this guy a couple years ago was look, going for the triple crown with Miguel Cabrera, yep. and then now yep. he's going zero for fifty six. Yeah, that's bad. Like I, I know, I'm very familiar with zero for streaks. Uh, as I started my junior year, like zero for eighteen or something like that. So, but zero for fifty six, I couldn't imagine that. That's rough. All right, let's move on to Luis Severino. So he's been injured since early March or late February. 
and the Yankees, it's they've pretty much caught the plague, it looks like. They've got 12 people currently on their DL, or actually IL is what it's called now. So what are you guys' uh, thoughts on the impact of Luis Severino, the starting pitcher for the Yankees, moving forward? I mean, I'll start. They, you know, their starting rotation right now is Paxton, J.A. Happ, uh, C.C. Sabathia, Tanaka. As of, and then, as of this weekend, it was. Correct. Because Sabathia um, just came back from his own injury. Correct, yeah. And then uh, Domingo German, who's like one of their relief guys, is making some, you know, spot starts here and there to fill in. Um, so, I mean, as an opener? Or yeah, I mean, he'll do like a kind of three or four okay. inning start, if you want to call it that. Um, so, I mean, this doesn't help an already really injured Yankees team, and pretty much everybody who isn't injured is just striking out a bunch. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it opens the door for the Red Sox, who uh, <laughs> they haven't started very well so far. Open the- but the Red Sox the aren't race. even to the house yet. I don't know how they're going to even be knocking on any doors. They're, well, they have time. They have time to get there. Yeah, it, it's a they, long season, but they are looking rough. And the Rays have gotten off to a really hot start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're, they've won seven of their last ten. So, I mean, the Yankees, once they get Severino back, once they get guys like Gregorius back, they're going to have their work cut out for them, for and sure. Stanton. Yeah. Take, take him or leave him. Aren't Stanton and Judge both injured? Judge is not. Judge is not injured. Okay. I don't think, but they just lost. They just lost Sanchez too. Yeah, it's rough. They, they're like, they are probably the. Ooh, I don't know if I want to say they're the most talented team, but they are definitely up in the top three or four. And just when you're getting that many injuries, that it's impressive. It really that they're even getting wins because they are. I mean, 12 players on your usual starting roster are in- injured. That's just insane. It's honestly unheard of. I think Yeah, they're one of those teams that have to like, just tread water till, like the middle of May and hope that everybody comes back healthy and they can get on, a, get on a run. Severino is not even throwing a baseball for five more weeks, so I think his impact is pretty great because he's their best pitcher. I think not by far. Tanaka, Tanaka is a really solid pitcher, and Jay Happ's pretty consistent. But uh, he's... That definitely has their greatest potential as far, as far as Cy Young capability goes. So I think it is yes. a pretty big hit. But you, when you talk about a starting pitcher, remember, he only plays once every five games. You're not losing your shortstop or your third baseman or your whatever. Um, you're not losing Mookie Betts. But the, granted, since they already have so many guys hurt, it definitely hurts. Um, do you think – I was reading an article, which pretty much every team has an article about this possibility – uh, let's we can go ahead and move into this option now, I guess. Dallas Keuchel, do you think that he is a possible fit with the Yankees? I mean, they're always willing to pay to win. So, what do you guys think about that? Uh, well, it looks like he, the Padres are very interested in him right now, and I think the Padres probably got off to a better start than they expected mm-hmm. uh, the seasons. So, well, before the season started, they claimed that they were going to be doing a, a rebuild. And right. Uh, that was a fast rebuild. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> we can we can go I, ahead and move into that if you want to. It, uh, talk about the Padres a little bit. Actually, I'll save that for my power rankings. I have a couple notes on the Padres I want to bring up later. Um, I I don't think Keiko's going to go there. Um, because I was listen, I was listening to the MLB to New York podcast. Or San Diego to New York. Uh, you have to think that usually when pitchers sit out for a long time and they come back, they usually have a pretty bad year. Like. Re- Historically, that's what happens. Um, so, 
I and then like you said, they're really talking to the Padres, so I I don't see him going to the Yankees. I mean, would they spend the money? Yes, in a heartbeat. I'm actually surprised they haven't signed someone yet. Um, their the Padres rotation right now is four pitchers who had not debuted by this time last year, and one of them's really good. Yeah, Paddock's um, really good. Yep. And then where'd it go? I have it. I have it right here somewhere. Uh, here we go. So four of their pitchers had not debuted yet last year. And the other one, uh, Strom, he had just came off of surge, uh, knee surgery and was told he was going to be a bullpen pitcher for the rest of his life. And now he's their fifth starter. So, I mean, the Padres are, are they 11-6 and six or 12-6? 12-6. 11-6. 11-6? 11-6? I thought they're 11 and 6 and they have fo- their top four starting pitchers had not pitched a single major league inning at this time last year. So that is really impressive. I think it says a lot for their offense. And the thing is, too, is playing in uh, Padres Park might help them a little bit because it's definitely a pitcher's park. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that, could, that could help them. But they play a lot of games. Half your games are played on the road. So I think the team that's going to go for Dallas Keuchel, if any team, it should be the Milwaukee Brewers. Their starting rotation is garbage. So I think if any team's going to go for him, it'd be Milwaukee. I don't know why they didn't go for him yet. They, but I don't, know, I don't know that he would go to New York. Yeah, they do but, have... They have been spending a lot of money lately, though, so their owner may be saying slow down a little bit. Uh, now, but the thing is, though, is historically he's liked spending money. It hasn't been a big problem, so I could see that happening. Uh, Jack, I don't know what your thoughts are, but the Cubs' ERA has been yikes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, it's super early in the season. Uh, I'm not worried about Lester at all. I'm not worried about Hamels at all. Um, Quintana's would be Quintana. He's really a back end of rotation guy. Um, Kyle Hendricks start has been a little concerning. Um, there's no like velocity issues, but he's been struggling with his control a lot, which if you watch Kyle Hendricks at all, that's, he, he needs had no that. velocity anyway. So yeah, it's, he's a location pitcher, like textbook location pitcher. So, um, and I, I mean, the jury's still out on Darvish. I would not. I don't want them to go get Keiko right now just because that's another contract that they they don't need to take on. Um, and I don't think Keiko's going to sign like a one-year, two-year type of thing. He's looking for something long-term. Um, and Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo come due fairly soon. So I, you know, and, and then you have the issue of what do you do with that last guy who gets bumped out of the rotation? Do you put Quintana in the bullpen in the spot where he hasn't been in a long time? Uh, I, yeah, I don't see the Cubs doing that. If anything, the Cubs could make a run at Kimbrel, um, but I don't see him going for Keiko. I just hope that teams don't freak out. You know, a lot of times you get these gut reactions. Uh, the thing is, is it usually comes from fans rather than teams. Teams are usually smart enough to know, hey, wait it out. Let's see what our team actually is come June, and then we'll start making decisions on our roster, which is hard for these free agents like. Keuchel and um, Kimbrell, who are just waiting to get signed, not playing baseball. I mean, you're not getting paid a dollar when you're a free agent. So these guys are trying to get signed somewhere, but everyone's like, let's just wait and see what we need first. So they, I think neither of them will probably sign until at least June is my guess. But you would think that one would sign sooner or later. Yeah, well, and the, the issue the teams will have, too, is neither of those guys are going to be in game-ready condition for yeah, well, you know, several weeks. Maybe. Keiko has been, he, what's his, his, Scott Boris is his uh, agent, I think. Um, 
Which would explain why he hasn't signed yet. He has yep. he has a training camp, and he's actually done this before. Scott Boris says he can't remember the pitcher he did it with, but they stay in game shape where they they have hitters coming and facing them. They do simulated games. So he would probably need a couple weeks of a minor league, uh, uh, what would you call it, minor league stint where he would work on it, but it wouldn't take too long because they're they're pitching. Both of those guys are actually pitching right now. So they're not just sitting on, at coach, on the couch watching uh, MLB.com. I think it's just it's still not the same. I mean, no, it's not the same. The majors versus a simulated game. Yeah, but yeah. But I mean, we might it's well, the same throwing motion. We might as well go to Kimbrel now since yeah. we already talked about him, anyways. Might as well. Mm. So he. I'll go first. Go ahead, James. <laughs> uh, I think Kimbrel will sign soonish, and this is a one hundred percent prediction. I think he will go to the NL East because. When you I say looked at 100% the, prediction, you mean you're 100% positive or you're just guessing? Uh, guessing 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, educated guessing. All right. So I looked up the ERAs of the bullpen of the NL East. Atlanta has the best bullpen, and they're ranked 22nd in majors. Uh, Phillies are 24th. Uh, Nationals are 30th. Marlins are 27th. So it's like it's just a, a dumpster fire right now. That's All bad. the bullpens. They all keep walking people and then giving up home runs. It's it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. So I I and that's it's all against each other too. It's really yeah. funny watching you guys beat each other up. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's like so, somebody just needs to sign him. Yeah, it, I would agree on the NL East thing. I think he's going to come to one of those teams. Um, since I'm a huge Nationals fan, a lot of people in Nationals so, fandom are calling for them to sign here. But. I'm confused about the Nationals because I had thought that last year they had made these moves and everyone's like, yeah, they got three great setup guys now that they can choose to to work with. What has happened with them? I mean, well, this is the same thing for the last. The same thing happened last year. We went into last year thinking Kinsler, Doolittle, and Madsen were going to be our guys. Doolittle being our closer, and Doolittle was the only one that turned out to be all right. But same thing did, this year. Did very little. Yeah, <laughs> he did well. No, he did well. He just got hurt for, and it didn't help us. But we didn't have anybody else in the bullpen, anyways. This year we went outside Rosenthal, and you're like, all right, this guy has some, uh, you know, great potential. He was good in the past. See what he gives us. We went out and got Kyle Baraclaw from the Marlins. He was always a solid pitcher, and we had some other guys in our bullpen that we d- depended on last year. Uh, Matt Grace is one guy that we brought in a lot against lefties. We went out and signed Tony Sipp. So we got a bunch of guys that had. Um, decent ERAs in the past and decent pedigree, and then they just have all been garbage. But they're starting to look like they're turning around a little bit right now. But the ERA stat is going to be like that for at least another month. We'll probably be in the bottom 10, even if we do go out and hold teams to under five runs a game because our our bullpen was so bad uh, early on in the first couple weeks. Okay. Well, I guess that answers that for Nationals. I mean, I don't know a lot about them, uh, especially since – their their roster's been shuffled up quite a bit in the last five years or so. So just I I knew that last year with the moves that they made and the trades they made, or was it maybe two years ago, that their bullpen was looking pretty good, but then it just didn't pan out. So thank you. All right, let's go ahead. We uh, talked about going back oh, go to Kimbrel though. The reason that we're actually bringing him up in the first place, um, he originally at the beginning of the season or beginning of the off season, I should say. Uh, had said that he wants a contract somewhere in the six years, $120 million range. Yeah, he thought he was um, stud. Yeah, and teams don't want that, and really long, big, long contracts for pitchers have historically really never worked out. 
it's very true. position players bad enough. Mm-hmm. Pitchers sure. definitely not. Well, and especially uh, so relief pitchers. He, I mean, we right. talked about it in the last episode. Relief pitching is probably the most inconsistent position in baseball. Correct. So, I, um, and so he came out this week and said he would be looking for something in the three years, thirty-nine to fifty-two million dollars. Um, kind of the low end of that is Zach Britton's contract they signed with the Yankees. Uh, the high end of that is Wade Davis's contract um, right now. So he has kind of put himself in that category of pitchers. I think that's reasonable, actually, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You just have to remember he he's an old closer, and uh, you don't know how much longer he has. So a team like that might think, you know, out of those three years that he wants, he said three to five years. Is that what he said, or just three years? Just three, he said. Three years. How many of those is he going to be elite? I think you can probably count on one more elite year and then maybe two. But I would say that the next two years are probably going to start to drop off pretty quick. I mean, Mariano Rivera went forever. Okay. You, you, are you, you really just never know. I, no, I'm just saying you Mariano never know. Rivera. I'm just saying you never know. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to have a good year. He could have a horrible year for all I care. As long as he, if he comes to Atlanta, he better have a good year. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You saw Mariano Rivera throw out the first pitch to the Yankees game? He threw a strike. Typical. <laughs> That's a beast. Uh, anything else before we move into our power rankings? Uh, do you want to do the contract with Albies? Oh, it was yeah, just I missed down. that. Yes. I would really like to talk about that one. Yes, actually. I'm sorry. I accidentally skipped over that. Go ahead, James. He's our resident Braves expert. Give us okay. Uh, I am unbelievably stoked. He, uh, got, from he a, got robbed. Yeah, well, I don't know what the heck you did that for. Apparently, they went to, yes. like, his mom or something, and that's what ended up happening. I was like, you do what you got to do. <laughs> so we got – now we have Acuna for uh, not eight years, $100 million, and we have Albies for seven years, $35 million. We're going to be loaded. $35 million if only, a year, right? If only no. Bryce Harper were that stupid. $35 million total. He's getting paid seven five years, mi- $35 $5 million yeah. dollars a year. Yes. It's oh awful. That is insane. We are straight Me- up bowling. Meanwhile, <laughs> when the Indians manager or Indians owners asked, so how come uh, you guys haven't reached an extension with Lindor yet, or what are your thoughts about when his contract ends? He just says, enjoy him while he lasts. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to the mall. The mom is key. Oh. <laughs> on, a, on, a side, on a side note, I am going to go right back to the Nationals because that's the team I watch the most. Anthony Rendon's on a 13-game hitting streak, and he's up for a free agent here. That's another guy you got to watch out for. He could get a huge contract next year. Hopefully the Nationals don't yeah. let him walk like they did Harper. Next year is going to be a lot of fun to watch because while there were a lot of big names that uh, were on the free agent list this year, this past offseason, next year is going to be nuts. But we've still got 150 games before that. So yeah, true. let's wait um, to talk about that until we get there. Kind of interesting. I was looking around, I wanted to see who I could find uh, of the younger, um, not necessarily younger, but guys who've signed more recently uh, who are playing infield positions who are making more than Albies will over the next two years. should be very interesting. Um, First one I noticed I thought was hilarious was Eloy Jimenez. (laughs) He has played not even 15 games, and he'll be making in the sevens on average. Um... (laughs) Starlin Kestro. Yikes. For the Marlins. Jonathan VR on the Orioles. Ooh. Well, didn't he get traded? Oh, no, he got traded. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of Pilar. I'm thinking of Pilar. Who went to the Giants? And Jonathan Scope. Ooh. The old shoop. I like I like Scope. The shoop. 
But who, I mean, which one of you guys how, that always said, shoot. what did they say to his mom? I have to know. Yeah, I want to get him to this sign chance. this contract. No, I, I was just reading an article and they were talking about how, like, it was kind of not really the right way to do it and stuff. And they were, like, kind of mad about it. Like, morally? But apparently, like, because what? He signed like it. They, they, like, <laughs> trickery? No, like, they just went to her and was like, basically, uh, we could pay your son this much, basically, because they're not a very rich family, I don't think. Yeah. And it's like, look how much this will help your family or whatever. Oh. And then. And then I guess they it worked out. I don't care how they did it. We got him for seven years for thirty five million dollars. That is just a steal. I mean, you have one mm. of the brightest young stars in baseball at like mm-hmm. I mean, a bargain for it's a bargain. MLB. I mean, I, that's how much I project to make next year after this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on. Pretty sure we're paying Brian Dozier more than what you're going to be paying. That's rough. Ooh, that's another one. <sighs> All right, let's go ahead and move into our Power 10. So, Toby, as our uh, new member of the team, I'll, we'll go ahead and let you go first, and then you can feel all of our you want to do, You want to do top five first, like we well, did last yes, time? Yes, top five first, yep. All right, top five, I got the Rays, I got the Mariners, I got the Astros, the Cardinals, and the Braves. Rays, Mariners, Astros, Cardinals, Braves? Correct. Interesting. I don't have one of those teams in my top ten. Wow. None of those in your top ten. I'm going no, no, strictly no. off of. I have I have four of you them. You said top ten. There's one of those teams that you have in your top five that aren't even in my top ten. Okay, well, I'm going strictly Ooh. off of right now. I think there's probably, well, two of those teams will not be in there by the end of the year, I'm assuming. I don't think the Rays and the Mariners are going to be on top, but the Rays are 12-4. and four. Rays are Run differential of 38. You got the Mariners. We already talked about them. 13-5. and five. Run differential of 35. The Astros won nine out of their last ten, a nine-game winning streak, and they got a run differential of 14. They're 11 and five. Cardinals have a good run differential as well. That's what a lot of what I looked at early in the season. How much you know? Are you winning games? And if you're winning them, how yeah, much? Because early in Milwaukee, the season, though, one blowout makes your run differential. I, I understand that, but you know, and you can look into that. But I'm like, the Brewers are 10 and six, and the Cardinals are nine and six. The Brewers' run differential is negative six. The Cardinals is positive 16. So. Who's who's playing better at the time? You probably say the you probably say the Cardinals. Um, so that's why I have them and the Braves. I think I think the NL East might be the best division of baseball this year, um, aside from the Marlins. So I actually got I actually got four teams in the NL East in my top ten. One um, them snuck in because I really like them. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think Atlanta's really really good. Um, they got the best run differential in the NL East and they won seven out of their last ten. So. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. To, to your credit with the Cardinals, which I should have looked into them more. I, it's my own poor judgment. They've only had two games where they scored two runs or fewer. Um, they lost the Brewers 4-2 to two one game, and they lost to what was it? the Reds 5-2. to two. That is actually pretty impressive. I think the Indians have only had two games where they scored more than two runs. <laughs> um but, yeah, they've got several games of seven y'all. runs or more. Nine runs, six runs, six runs, six runs, seven, seven, eleven, nine. So, yeah, th- their offense is doing well, which bodes well for my uh, MVP vote or prediction. Although Goldie's only hitting 203 at the moment, but he still has six dingers. So we'll see what happens. But, all right, so uh, that's not terrible, Toby. I don't have too much to hack on you for there. So what about you guys, James? Um, 
I overreacted last week with the, my number one team, so I put him back. Um, I have Houston. Last no, okay. Originally, I had Houston number two, and I dropped them all the way to nine. But I think it's overreacted. Oh, now they've won nine I, straight. <laughs> well, I, okay. Well, I shouldn't have done that because I know they're better than that. So I have them at number one. Um, Jose Tuve, man. He's, mm-hmm. I love him. Five admire. straight games. Jose games. Um, number two, I I have the Phillies. Um, they were there. They were at two last week, and they really haven't done. I mean, they haven't dropped. They've been pretty consistent. I know the East. It's they're half a game up on everybody in the East, so it's pretty hectic. Number three, I have the Rays. Four, I have the Mariners, and number five, I have the Brewers. So I dropped the Brewers four spots. Uh, their run differential is scary. They're just they're barely winning, and when they lose, they lose by a good bit. So it's on top five. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and then Jack, you can wrap it up. So I've got the Astros with nine straight wins. I can't really. I, I had them there last week despite their struggles, and uh, they're just proving me right. So that is what it is. The Dodgers' offense is still prolific, and Walker Buehler is still p- pitching well. We just got to see what uh, Kershaw actually has his first game tomorrow. So what the Tennessee team? Did, did you see Buehler pitching well? Did he have a bad game. Buehler's not pitching that well. Have so you seen far. stats? Uh, All right, Stephen A. Smith. Quick. Sorry, I missed it. What do he do? <laughs> He's horrible. He hasn't done had one good game yet. I don't think. Really? No, no, he has not. Yeah, he's got all the potential in the world, but he's not playing that well right now. Okay, so let me start over. I got the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, their what? offense is really good. Their pitching's not really living up to expectations, but Kershaw is uh, starting tomorrow, so we'll see how he does. Then I've got the Rays at three. Uh, they're just playing really well. We talked about them already. The Mariners at four. And the Mets at five, actually. What? The, uh, the, uh, what? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's the, his power rankings. Let him do what he wants to do. They're at nine and seven. And I had them above the Phillies and the Brewers and the Padres just because I think the rest of those teams are going to fall off. And with I know DeGrom had actually he's had two bad games in a row now, counting today. Yeah, and they lost to the Braves today. But who's did. counting? He did. But um, Only you. I just don't want to face yeah, them. No. So... When I look at power ranks, I think of teams I don't want to face. And while the Rays aren't like playing super well, they have a lot of guys that I'm kind of scared of, you know, as far as pitching and balanced offense goes. So, I don't know. This was a really hard power rankings for me. I, mm-hmm. It was difficult. I knew there was going to be a lot of mix-ups in our in all. It's really funny that we all three have a different NL East team in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> the NL East is very hard to judge right now. Yeah. I mean, it's same with the NL Central. Um, and then, like, you look at the AL East, and the teams are just... Not weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And ma- meanwhile, the AL Central, I don't think any of them deserve to be in the playoffs. So, <laughs> we'll just wipe them all out. It's, it's, gonna be the a, it's been a weird first two weeks for sure. Yeah. All right, Jack. All right. Um, Cubs, what? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, Astros one. I mean, same thing you guys said. Nine of the last ten. Uh, they just swept the team that I have in second. Mariners. Um, again, I have them that high just because I'm looking at it. If the postseason started today, who would I at least want to play? Um, the Mariners right now are as hot as could be uh, since the season has started, and so um, I have them at two. I have the Phillies three. Um, I mean, when you look at the power, when you make power rankings this year and you're looking at the NL East, you almost have to take it with a grain of salt when you look at the standings because those teams are just going to beat each other up all year in that division um so i think the you know the winning record out of that 
division could be, you know, lower than what the team should be comparatively. Um, okay, Cardinals four. They are playing extremely well right now. Uh, kind of proving me wrong because I didn't think that they were going to be much this year. We'll see what happens. And the Rays five again, really, really hot, taking advantage of the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, slow start. So yep. So me and you're pretty close, Jack. We are. Great minds think alike. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Gee, <laughs> give the Mets. So I don't want to. <laughs> You wait and see. The Mets All right, are going to win uh, tomorrow. We should go in reverse order for the bottom five. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jack. Uh, all right. I have the Braves at six. Hey, They've won seven of their last ten. Yep. Uh, they're playing some pretty good baseball right and now overall. And Max are... Freed. Fried? Freed. However you pronounce Freed. his last name. It's Freed. <laughs> he's he's kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, he's um, And he's he's been a bit of a surprise this year. Uh, I got the Brewers at seven. I had them at uh, two last. So, yeah, they got swept by the they got swept by the Angels, who didn't have Mike Trout. Which uh, uh, I predicted to else. go to the playoffs, even though it's one weekend, <laughs> two weeks in. Sorry, three weeks yep. in. Whatever. You predicted the Brewers would not go to the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah, and you I and, predicted the Angels would. You and I both said the uh, Brewers. Would. Well, we're also <laughs> early in the season. Uh, okay. Hey, it's still just as much of the season as the last week is. Correct. Um, Dodgers eight that hitting's on fire. It's pretty. Their numbers are pretty close to theirs, mm-hmm. honestly. But their pitching has been a bit subpar so far. We'll see what happens with Kershaw coming back. Uh, throwing the Bad- the Padres a bone at nine. Uh, just right now, I mean, that's a team that could go either way. We'll see what happens with them. And um. I don't know. I threw the twins in there just for fun at ten because I didn't know who else to put in there. <laughs> you did, so your ours were actually very similar. I have two teams in there that you don't, um, but I had the six as well. Uh, I'm not going to just harp on the same stats you did. Got the Phillies at seven. Uh, again, just one of those NL East teams that are kind of just weird. Not really sure where to put them. I've got the Brewers at eight, like you did, unless you had them at nine. I don't remember. I had them seven. Seven. Okay. And then I've got the Padres at nine. Um, they could be better. I just don't trust them. You know what I mean? I could have them higher with their record being 11-6. and six. I just don't trust them to be that good, although their offense is doing great. Uh, Tatis, who is looking like a, a veteran, has five home runs already, and he had a great defensive play today. So, At that field, too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. Yeah. And their their offense is just, I mean, it's pretty stacked. I mean, it is. when your infield, your offensive infield is doing so well that it pushes Will Myers out to the outfield, too, which, I mean, you know, he's played there a little bit in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means you've got a pretty solid offense. So that's pretty cool to see, especially on a team that they claimed they were rebuilding and their young stars are getting it done. And then I got the Yankees at 10 um, just because with guys coming back soon, I still trust them to be one of the best teams out there, and I didn't really know who to put there. It seemed weird leaving the Yankees out with all their stars. So that's what I've got going. I, um, I too, have Atlanta at 6. Um, Interesting. Seems- three for three. Toby, don't mess this up. He already did. Already he had, had the top five. I had him five. What an idiot. Uh, you had the Mets five, so don't even say anything. <laughs> uh, reason, I think Atlanta will move up eventually because they still don't have 
Fault to which here? Fultonevich. <laughs> it's I can't handle it. He's on your team, James. Uh, but when he comes back, I think he'll just put us even farther up there. Now that Breed's back, and we got rid of, we put sent stinking what's we call nuke him down to the minors. Thank the Lord. Um, twins. I have the Twins at seven. Ooh. I, I think they're better than what they look. They always do good every year, even though everyone expects them to suck. It's unbelievable. They do good for a month. I know. Well, this month, right now, they're doing good. <laughs> okay. All right. Better uh, than the got, Indians. Yeah, exactly. I got <sighs> the Padres at eight for all the reasons y'all said. Um, this is where it got kind of really difficult for me. Um, for nine, ten, uh, I have I, I just moved the Mets up to nine and the Dodgers to ten. Um, I did have the Indians there, but I was like, dude, no. after we talked about it today, Ray Kluber. I, I didn't realize how bad their offense was. Like oh, it's horrendous. It is. So it's a backup bad. catcher. It's yeah, literally a I backup mean, catcher every time. It it is. It's terrible. I mean, I guess if you want to spend time on it, I I need to vent a little bit. Uh, Go for it. I but, like this. But it <laughs> it's rough. I mean, we've got Stemetz is hitting. He's a our shortstop who's in for Lindor while he's injured. He's hitting 057. Uh, he had his first RBI yesterday on a double play with bases loaded. So. <sighs> <laughs> which I, it wasn't really his first RBI, but it was one of his first. He had a little in, inside the park home run against the Tigers when the left fielder just missed the ball right past him. So it was a little league inside the park. I mean, it, that's like the ways we're scoring. We're sco- our runs, I would say probably 25% of our runs so far have either been unearned or walked in. Just because, I mean, the teams we've played are the White Sox, the Twins, the Tigers, and the Blue Jays, and the Royals. And we're 7-8 and eight with a run differential of negative one or negative two i mean it's just awful like and then mike clevenger he is he just strained something in his upper right back and he can't even throw the ball for six weeks before he even starts his rehab his throwing rehab at least that's minimum of six weeks uh kluber he just got shelled today carrasco got shelled two days ago i mean uh, even our strengths are looking bad jose ramirez is hitting 130 um <laughs> It's bad. And meanwhile, all the guys we let go, like Encarnacion, Brantley, um, they're just all off hitting places and doing well. Brantley's just – he's playing really well for the Astros right now. Encarnacion has like four home runs already, which is more than anyone on our team. It's it's rough, man. It's hard being an Indians fan right now. I want, I want to be excited because, like, we've got stars and great players, but if you're not Trevor Bauer or Francisco Lindor, you're pretty much a dumpster fire. So – it's hard to watch. I'm in a bad mood most days. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Yep. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Wait, hold oh, on. Oh, wait, I want to hear you want to hear Mike's ten. They're I, bad. I, I don't. Oh really my care. word, Jake. I, I don't care. I'm just Mr. Mets. All right. Well, Jack, you were making fun of Jake for having the Mets at five. Well, I have them at six. I just flipped <laughs> the Braves and the Mets. <laughs> so God. I have the Mets it at six. It sounds a lot better at six though than five. <laughs> that was okay. Well, the reason. <laughs> The reason I like the Mets so much is I really think that I think last year they started so hot, like James was talking about earlier, and then they kind of fell off. Well, this year I'm I'm thinking that they had a year kind of like the Nationals and that they just all were off, And I've, other than DeGraw and some of their pitchers. But I feel like their hitting staff is better this year. I feel like if – I feel like they're the sneaky pick. I think that people are talking about them almost like they're fourth to win the division behind the Braves, the Phillies, and the Nationals. But I think the Mets should be, if anything, second to one of those teams. I don't know. You take your choice. But I think the Mets are really good. Um, I got the Phillies at seven. 
got the Dodgers at eight, got the Brewers at nine, and forgive me for being a homer, but I watched like every one of their games. I got the Nationals at ten because they are. The, I know, I know, I know. Their bullpen has been atrocious. Their record has not looked good, but they are so close to being there. So I understand that's a homer pick. No, I don't. Think I so. probably. I have. I, I. I almost had them over the Yankees. Uh, so. Because 10, I've, so been, I totally understand. I've been. I've been watching them, and they're so up and down. I mean, there's we've. We've trashed Aaron Nola. Um, we, we struggled against the ground on opening day, but we've shown that we can hit against really good pitching, and we've shown that we can just blow teams out, and we've also shown that we can win low-scoring games. Our bullpen is just holding us back. So I think, you know, we won a game against Philadelphia, 15-1. to Jeremy Hellickson looked incredible. And you got games like that, and then you got a game like today, 4-3, to where we can't score enough runs to beat Pittsburgh. Um, we, we can't seem to give Scherzer any support, but we're actually looking relatively decent i think we're a team that can be up in the top five by you know middle of may so it'll be interesting to see i know that's it sounds a little homerish i've spent a lot of time watching nationals games compared <laughs> to everybody else's so i can talk a little bit more about them um but that's why they're in my top 10 no i don't think that's a terrible pick i understand i i want to put the indians in the top 10 i just know that'd be the dumbest thing i probably could do so <laughs> i want to put the cubs in there really bad but i just don't trust them right now i was just say we should rejoice because no one put a cub in there. <laughs> <laughs> they I could th- like i thought about it but i just couldn't with their pitching right now their offense is doing just fine though yeah, i mean they could play a game where they beat the astros 10 to 1 and then they could also play a game where they lose to the Mar- the marlins 10 honestly, to 1 right now so. honestly outside of like the mariners I feel like that's kind of how all of baseball is going right now. No one's really been super consistent. It's been a lot of inconsistent baseball. You know what I mean? Like, you've seen a lot of teams just kind of like, oh, all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, look who's doing really good now. And then the next week, you're like, ugh. I don't know. That's kind of how, yeah. I, that's kind of how I perceive things to be, especially with, like, the NL East and Central. That's been kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the show today. Uh, give us a like, a follow. Uh, subscribe on any podcast source you listen to rate us review us but thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week Fun, fun, fun.